The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors Basketball. Kieran was right. Raptors go 1-3 over the homestand, beating Denver 135-111 to and falling to Phoenix 104-100 to and Portland 122-117. to I am joined, as always, by Kieran Smythe. What's up? And Ben Harrison. What's going on, people? And you can follow the program on Twitter and Instagram at HoopBallRaptors. You can also follow us individually at Benny and the Raps for Ben, at K underscore Dilla for Kieran, and at Brendan Hodgins for myself. Also, I'm going to need you to start saying uh, mine like Elton John there, Brendan, soon. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Also, please head (laughs) over to hoop-ball.com for all your DFS fantasy and betting needs. That's our mothership, so if you can please give them a little shout-out out there and get over to them. One more time, that's hoop-ball.com. All right, well, Nostradamus Kieran calls it. He didn't get the order exactly right as far as where the win was going to come, but our little homestand against the West here... Uh, went kind of as expected, but yeah. they were close. So close. It could have been 3-0. and uh, Well, we already talked about the Denver game. You know, that was the game they came out, and they looked uh, like the team we always remember. But uh, let's get into the other two here. So we'll go over to uh, the Phoenix game there first. That was 104-100. to uh, yeah, There's so much that could have happened here and should have happened based on how the game started out. Kieran, what is your biggest thought based on what happened in this game as to why they did not come out on top? Um, this one, well, I mean, another, another pretty bad rebounding game for us. So if we're going to, if I'm going to pick one thing, it's going to still be rebounding for this one. Uh, we had 38 to Phoenix's 47. We're averaging the league worst 41. Um, so yeah, that definitely didn't do it for us. Um, you know, new guys, this game, of course, that's the big, the big thing. Um, so, you know, just, you know, the growing pains, these are like unexpected or not unexpected, I should say. Um, they were going to struggle a bit. Um, after the, the first win, uh, I was like, I started to think maybe I was going to be wrong with my, uh, my predictions, but then, yeah, yeah, I lost a couple of heartbreakers here that, uh, you know, good stretches in in them and you know some bad third quarters of course and uh couldn't come away with the win but uh yeah no i like um trent too was sort of i found a lot of the time just sort of standing off in the corner especially at the start of the game and just you know not being a part of the play and i mean you know they didn't have a chance to practice they literally you know got there at midnight or whatever it was and you know had to play that day so not going to hold that against him or anything but you could tell this was a guy who has not played with these guys before and um, yeah, it was just a tough one. So, but yeah, we still got to get work on the rebounding. Um, we did a little bit better the next game, but we'll talk about that after. Okay, Ben, was there something that you saw in this game uh, that you thought was probably the main reason why they couldn't come away with the victory? 
Definitely. Um, I don't care what Chris Paul's driver's license says, but that man is not 36 years old. Um, <laughs> he's got so much bounce and energy out there. Like, there's guys in the league now that are literally half his age. And uh, he just looked really, really good all night. I mean, we saw him take that uh, catch an alley-oop in the All-Star game. Um, everybody loves to talk about LeBron and his longevity, but I think Chris Paul's uh, right up there with him. He looked really good. Um, when we took a look at, uh, like, when we were watching DeAndre Ayton there all night, I think it's pretty easy to see why we lost the rebound battle. He's starting to uh, yeah. really come into his own. I know he was drafted uh, number one overall ahead of a few guys that people have heard of named Luca and Trey. But, uh, you know, he's starting to look, uh, hold his own out there as the number one overall pick. Um yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Like, uh, definitely two good teams. Like, uh, you know, professional, good good quality basketball. Like, it wasn't uh, just an offensive uh, crapshoot like we see, like we saw in Denver and a little bit tonight. Um, yeah, we had the new guys out there. Gary Trent, kind of like Kieran said, you know, definitely looked, uh, yeah, he probably arrived in town, you know, a few hours before the game or whatever, so... It'll take a little time to work him in, but uh, I don't know. I did like some of the stuff I saw from him. He did a pretty good job on uh, Devin Booker all night, just uh, kind of flying around on the on-ball defense. And and uh, so, you know, I got to say, though, we're like, we've got to be the best, worst team in the league. It's like you said, we could have mm-hmm. gone 3-0 and here easily. Like, uh, both games, we come right down to the wire in uh, at the end of the fourth. And, I mean, we could do a show every day on uh, on the third quarter woes, but uh, you know, if we clean Don't that up, you'd get think me started. Be winning. Do not get yeah. me started. <laughs> exactly. So you know, if we clean up those third quarters, I don't know what Nick Nurse is doing in the halftime speech, but it's not landing. Yeah, so it's not working. But... Clean that up, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, well, I'm looking here, you know, just kind of see with you know Gary Trent and Ronnie Hood. They had like. You, Gary Trent played 31 minutes in the first game there, so he was definitely a part of part of it a lot. Took 11 shots. Obviously, was a little rusty. You know, just trying to figure out where he fits in as far as the scheme. Uh, Rodney Hood's going to play a different style. It's probably going to be mostly more defensive. So you know, he he didn't do much in his 18 minutes. Uh, again, this was one of those things where it was the starters' game, and uh, the bench didn't really do too much. Uh, what do you think, Kieran? is going to be the rotation here to try to get the bench going. Do you think they uh, move Gary Trent uh, onto the bench and go with more Stanley Johnson or something to lead off with just to see if they can get something going for production-wise? I mean, that, I don't know, like if Stanley Johnson's necessarily someone I want to see starting. Um, No. But I wouldn't mind having, you know, if if we can get things going with uh, Trent, if... um, like having him coming off the bench could be great if he can, you know, find his stroke. I think he was 0 for 5 in this game, uh, in the Phoenix game. Um, so, yeah, that's it's not, I mean, I'm sure they're going to mess around with the rotation a bit and see what's up. Again, when we got the big guys that we're playing against, too, that means Boucher can't be used too much. So, um, so that's a huge, still this big man weakness, which ties into the rebounding thing, but that's just glaring hole that we have. And, um, yeah, Baines just is not the guy to cut it. So, um, yeah, I would love to see, you know, get us a, a respectable big man and then have Baines come off the bench or something like that. But, um, yeah, as it stands, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing, you know, trying some different starters and having some different talent come off the bench. But, 
and Trent's the only one to do it. I mean, we're obviously not going to take one of the core guys and just to have some bench strength. So it's really the only flexibility. So it's not the worst idea. Yeah, and when you yeah, just yeah, yeah they the uh, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, well, they they definitely threw uh, Gary Trent right into the fire, right? Like he just stepped right into Norm Powell's role. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's going to fit in better as a starter or a bench piece. You know, we'll see in the days to come. Uh, I know we'll get into it later, but Rodney Hood uh, looked pretty good off the bench tonight. We saw a little bit of what he can do. I think mm-hmm. he had about 13 points, uh, mostly in the first half. But uh, I did notice Malachi Flynn. He's certainly getting more time now with Terrence Davis out of the picture. And... Uh, I thought he certainly looked like a Raptor, like uh, kind of like a young Van Fleet out there. Like he was just dribbling all around the half court with his head staring at his shoes, right? And just uh, going for some crazy finishes at the rim with like three, four guys waiting at him. So Yeah, he was not. I don't know. Uh, I thought he looked pretty nice. <laughs> He's got a future. Yeah, hopefully. You know, that's what he was drafted to eventually be. He was the replacement, you know, either for Kyle Lowry or Van Fleet as the time uh, is necessary or depending on how many other guys they get in. Yeah, when you're talking about Aaron Baines there, Kieran, there was a moment where Chris Paul just absolutely put him on roller skates. Uh, There was a switch and Chris Paul looked up, saw who was guarding him and was like, okay, well, that's a bucket. (laughs) I think he did one crossover and it was done. He's done that to three generations of NBA players now. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not fun uh, to watch, but uh, you know he has. She shows moments of you know. Some, he's got some good plays some here and there, but just overall, uh, he does. I don't think he fits in well with this team. Like just slower, not uh, and you know like kind of like Gasol, but Gasol was much more in like command of the floor and able to see things and. You know, he's better on defense, of course, but like just even on offense, just, you know, passing and moving the ball around and things. That was a strength of Gasol that it's a little bit missed, but um, yeah, something's got to be done. I don't know. That's, I think, our biggest, biggest flaw right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We don't have a big man to, you know, get underneath the rim and make sure we come down with the rebounds. Yeah. And then we don't have a big man that facilitates. So you have neither world. You don't even have the best of one world. Mm-hmm. Um, the, although Baines tonight did put Norm on a poster. That was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I mean, at least <laughs> Norm went up for it, right? Like we talk about, like, you know, he went yeah. for the block. So good on him. But uh, yeah, Baines took care of him. I'm sure they had a laugh about I'm that. I have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just <laughs> he had a big fake and everything. It looked like he knew what he was doing out there. It was uh, the Baines that we've been trying to see all year, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you know, for one play. Yeah, and, yeah. And then like like Ben, what you were saying, I remember you sent me a message about five minutes into the third quarter, just saying, "And here we go, it's another third quarter yeah. for the Raptors." If they could just figure out a way not, and like they they ended up the quarter only losing, I think losing it by three points, but that's not really the problem there. It's lose, they lost it by four points. Is that they got down so early that they're just trying to claw yeah. back into mm-hmm. the game? Yeah, they needed like a hero run at the end of the quarter. I think it was like eight or nine zero uh, to get it just within four. So it definitely was still another. Uh, Wonderful third half, maybe uh, I don't know more orange slices at mid game there. I don't know, but yeah, and something's got to change. 
when they do that, that's the next part that we've discussed is that they go up and they start jacking up threes because they want to try to get within it. And they shot, they shot better than Phoenix, but Phoenix shot 25 from three. They shot 26.7. When you're yeah, doing and again, that, um, go ahead. Yeah, sir. And again, uh, like we saw it again tonight, I just uh, noticed the stat in the third quarter tonight. We went 0 for 13 from deep. So I don't know what happened to the third. They just start chucking and uh, get away from their game a little bit. But. It definitely seems... And usually, you know, you come out of the half, you should have, you know, plays all drawn up and exactly what you want to do for the attack. But it just it seems like they go out saying, hey, we did pretty well in that first half. Let's just go and play. Well, obviously, it's not working. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to only shoot 26.7% from three, you at least have to win the points in the paint battle. And they got crushed. Which, you know, playing against a guy like Aiton, that's going to happen sometimes. But to what Kieran was saying, they lost the rebound battle so badly that a lot of those points in the paint were probably for second chance points, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing uh, that I noted on this game again, which is kind of continuing a trend that as a fantasy owner I don't like, is uh, Chris Boucher. He only had 11 minutes again in this one uh, against Phoenix. Um, so yeah. I know he's not really going to help on the rebound battle, but. Um, he can sometimes, but yeah, that's just, the matchup thing. And so, yeah, he just, we couldn't afford to have him out there. He was a liability. Yeah, against That's Aiden, it. He really you know, seems to be matchup dependent, right? Yeah, like we used to do with, uh, you know, Gasol and Ibaka kind of interchanging depending on who we were up against. But. but that's that thing, right? Like Chris Boucher, exactly what Kieran was saying. He's. You know, you weigh more than he does, and we're, yeah. you know, 12 inches shorter than he is. He's, he's going to get pushed around by these really big guys, so they got to put him in and use him, you know, in, in a different sort of way. But they tend to also, when they play bigger teams and they use Boucher whenever he's on the court, he doesn't, he plays more like a four than a five. Oh, a stretch four. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's basically you're just playing without a center. You're going small ball, and uh, that means there's guys playing a lot of minutes that you don't want them playing that many minutes. But we could go you know, on and on about the same things over and over with this game that we've been doing for a while. All it comes down to, they, you know, they try to come back. They almost did it there in the end, but they lose 104 to 100. All right, let's move on to the, you know, the next loss here, guys. Playing tonight against Portland in Tampa, and again just coming up short, one twenty-two to one seventeen. There was a couple things in this game, uh, you know, as I was watching that started to get frustrated. Obviously, there's the third quarter woes that uh, happened again, but uh, missing free throws seems to be a bit of a thing here. That the Raptors are having a little bit of trouble being consistent with mm-hmm. that. Kieran, you think that has anything to do with like the short layoff or you know the COVID with the guys with the the, the legs or what do you think there? I don't like to make excuse for people missing free throws. I mean, apparently it's at least it's a Raptors thing, and Norm still had it at the end of the game, missing two in a row there. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like there's not really. I think I forget, I looked at the the fourth quarter numbers, and it was a lot of two for threes and things like that, which you know it's clutch time. We need those then more than ever. But, um, yeah, it, like, I don't think anyone shot – well, who is it? Yeah, and Anobi shot pretty bad, 50%, 50 But most most of it wasn't that bad overall. It's just some of them were ill-timed. 70, yeah, 76% almost as a team. 
So you'd like to see that up a bit. I think that's a little out of character for us. Um, but yeah, I don't like to make excuses for people for that. It's just, I don't know, maybe you didn't do enough at practice last time or whatever. Maybe it was the orange slice thing Ben said. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no excuse for that, really. Like we need Those are free throws. The, the word free is in there for a reason. And uh, yeah, we, if you're not going to win games if you don't do that. So um, Well, we didn't have uh, Kyle tonight either. He's like, I don't know what, like a 95% shooter or something. So Yeah. Yeah, they were missing a few guys. We were missing a few guys. I definitely think our, you know, our people missing our game were a little more significant role players, especially just Lowry alone, right? So as a difference maker, but, you know, we got to be able to win games without him here and there and uh, haven't shown that yet. Um, Trent got in a bit of foul trouble earlier on, so we didn't get to see him too much in the first. Um, I didn't mention it last game, but Siakam, though, has been you know, trying to earn these paychecks these last couple of games. Um, <laughs> even, yeah, Denver, man, he's been bringing it to the net, you know, playing much more aggressively, drawing fouls. Um, so if there's a big takeaway from all of this and a positive is that, yeah, Siakam's starting to play a little more like he's supposed to. OG's fair, uh, stepping up fairly well and getting a bit more aggressive here and there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it had anything to do with the, the outburst that Siakam had with uh, Nurse there last week, but... Um, ever since, yeah, he's he's playing much more determined and focused, and uh, I like what I'm seeing from him. So um, if we can kind of build on that, if he can continue doing that moving forward, that's a big sign because I think if, uh, if Trent can get comfortable, um, then, yeah, we can start to see some uh, some good production. He shot 20% tonight. You know, like there's got to be a bit of some nervousness or new team jitters or something going on there because uh, – 0 for 5 from 3 last game, 1 for 5 from 3 this game, and also 1 for 5 of the field. I mean, that's not normal numbers for him at all. So I think once he sort of calms down and gets into his stride, we'll be uh, looking a lot better. And if Rodney Hood can keep giving us games like this, then, um, you know, he was perfect from the line, 40% from 3, 50% from the field. Like, those are some solid numbers. He didn't do much you know, later in the game, but had an excellent start and uh, some positivity there. So, you know, overall, again, lost to a pretty good team. Um, but there's some, yeah, some positives to take away from it still. So I, I like the sort of the future. And it'll be an interesting end of the season. I don't think we'll do be overly successful. But I think, uh, yeah, moving forward, there's some hopeful positives we could take away from this season. Well, I don't know well, what just happened. very there high praise. The, yeah, Kieran being positive for, you know, yeah, almost hey. like 45 seconds there. Ben, do you have anything <laughs> negative to say about the team here? we got to balance this out a little bit. Yeah, geez, flipping the script. Um, yeah, the Portland game. Um, I don't know. It's like I said, I mean, you know, we could have easily won this. Um, the most annoying kind of whatever frustrating stat for me tonight was, again, they shot over 43 uh yeah they took over 40 shots from three tonight again i think they took 42 and like i said they missed 13 of those just in the third and um yeah uh what was it they only had 10 points altogether in the third quarter um you know they came out really strong um really really strong what did they have 42 in the first uh 41, like 75 yeah. and a half yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just didn't keep up. We hit that wall in the third quarter. Um, my favorite, my play of the night, I guess, would have been, uh, I don't know if you saw it, um, Portland just got Nurkic back, and at one point, Boucher, for all his size limitations, just met him right at the rim on a dunk attempt and blocked it and threw it right back in his face. That was nice, but, 
My highlight of the night. Yeah, that was one of those things uh, where I was kind of watching what Kieran, you know, has been saying with the not being able to rebound and stuff. There was more than once where the ball goes up, it's clearly not going in, and there's four Raptors and one one Portland player underneath the net. The Portland player gets the ball, puts it up again, misses again, and then gets his own rebound and puts it in because the Raptors are just standing there watching what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's... I get you don't want to, you, you know, get the light foul and have a guy go for the two, but you just got to compete a little bit harder Something, that. yeah. That being said, though, we were, um, it was 47 to 45 rebounds in favor of Portland this game. So it's much closer and, you know, it's at least above our normal average. So we did something okay here, but it still obviously wasn't enough. But uh, give, to give credit where credit's due, they actually almost kept up with the team this time. That's fair. I suppose. I mean, uh, Portland's one of those, another one of those teams that's going pretty small these days. I think they have mm-hmm. uh, Robert Covington at the four, and he's six uh, five, if I'm not mistaken. So they don't have much size over there either. Yeah. But we still found yeah. a way to lose it. Yeah, Rocco was. <laughs> yeah. If you watch this game from you know, the beginning to end, Rocco was bullying them out there underneath the net and around. But you know, four steals and four blocks means he. He was. I put that in my notes too. Yeah, he. Um, they gave up, I think, two first-round picks to get him, which I thought was nuts at the time. But, um, yeah, I, I put that down. He looked like he earned it tonight. Yeah, and they, that, like, if you're getting bullied by a six foot five four, you know you're having some problems with yeah. the big man up front. Yeah. Uh, Got to figure that out. Uh, and back to what uh, Ben was saying, or the three. The, you know, Fred Van Vliet went uh, two for ten. Yeah, he had a rough day. Oof. From three, and he, at some point they just kind of he, you know what? He also did try to cut to the net, but uh, they were collapsing well on him, and it wasn't going to end up there. But they got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, find some half court offense when uh, the threes aren't dropping. Mm-hmm. Never more tough though when you have a couple new guys, right? So it's yeah, that's, that's uh, another wrench in the system right now. But definitely, uh, I agree, hundred percent. We had a pretty ugly stretch where um, don't know how long it lasted, but. Um, Van Vliet and Siakam were both out, so it was kind of Ananobi was more or less running the show, and uh, it, it led to I think what was it? Um, we had eleven point lead, cut down to four, and called a timeout after that, and it was just like that was the start of the the slide into the third, I think. But um, yeah, it just it was painful to watch. Like there was just no like it was just passing around in the three point line. Nothing interesting happened. No one making any cuts. Like a couple of people doubled up on a pick one play. It just was like it looked so disorganized and it was luckily short lived, but that's a big problem. If those guys can't rest at the same time ever, then, you know, we already have usage issues. So we'll see. Yeah. I imagine Lowry would have been out. Usually that's the whole thing Lowry and the bench mob, right? But Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Lowry that. can't play 40 minutes a game either. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's been happening sometimes. And he, he's. No, he's no spring chicken either. He's looking a little bit uh, like he's going to get tired by the time you make it three quarters of the way through the season. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing uh, that I noted that I'd like to see a lot more of is the uh, the pick and roll with um, with Freddie and Siakam. They were using it a bit in Phoenix, but you really don't see it very often. And they have, like, I don't know, it always looks like they have really good chemistry. You know, they came up together in the G League for whatever it was, two, three years, won a championship there. And you can kind of see it when they start running that play. But um, I don't know, Nick Nurse doesn't like to go to it too often, but I think it's it's pretty effective. Very hard to guard, right? 
Well, as long as you have the personnel out there uh, to, you know, surround that play to make sure that it's not it's not blatantly obvious, then yeah, whatever he's got to draw up that isn't exactly what they're trying to force through right now, that, that'd be amazing. You just need to get some scoring somewhere other than the three ball and... Uh, Maybe we can start winning some of these close games. Yeah, you're always going to come back to the three ball, but like you, when it's not going, don't just keep forcing it. Make a few plays, you know, get them to stop covering the three, and then you'll get some open threes. It's just, just like no matter what, I'm going to take a three, you know, three feet back, take a three pointer, just because. Haven't even set like our team hasn't even set up a, like on the offense yet. I'm just going to pop a three now. Okay, that's not going to get us wins. I mean, sometimes it will, but if we rely on that when it's not working, yeah, we're just banging our heads against the wall. Yeah, it's almost like what you see in the NFL these days where, uh, you know, the QBs are throwing 65 times a game. It's like, well, you know, you might want to run a play and open up the defense a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly right when it comes to the Toronto Raptors. They can get a little, you know, pig-headed about the three. And it just doesn't always going to work for them. Well, you know, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we want to talk about with this game here. Raptors make it close, but can't quite finish out the comeback. Lose 122-117 to against the Portland Trailblazers. And, uh, Kieran, I don't think you're going to get your wish this year, though. Uh, With what I'm seeing around the league, all those bio big men are signing somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, then I hope we tank this one and get us a good draft and then fix that issue for next year. Even if it's not through the draft, draft what we need if we think we can get a trade or a free agent somewhere, but that's got to be. If that doesn't happen, then there's going to be a tough stretch ahead of us. So, I mean, we can't be the only ones noticing this, so I'm sure they got plans in the works. So we'll see. Well, uh, absolutely. Ben, uh, of all the recent big men signings around the league, was there one that kind of made you raise your eyebrows? Well, uh, the rich get richer, right? Um, uh, What did we see? LaMarcus Aldridge Aldridge went to to Brooklyn, and a fun stat I saw is that they now have 41 total all-star appearances on that team. Um, Granted, all the guys are on the wrong side of 30, but... um, it's kind of starting to look like a bit of a two-team race um, between yeah. the Nets and the Lakers. Um, if you've been holding on to Andre Drummond this whole time in fantasy, you're about to get paid off. Um, so he's off to the Lakers, of course. And um, the last I heard on Anthony Davis is uh, they reevaluated him, and it didn't look very good. Really? So Andre Drummond looks good for you know packing the stats for the next few weeks at least. Yeah, Davis is at least a few weeks out. Uh, I think even before he can really start like basketball activity. So he's a few weeks out for, you know, playing for sure. Um, one of those things, too. And then uh, the weirder one, too, is uh, what's his face? Ding went and signed uh, with yeah. the Spurs. Yeah, oh, they got teams. a younger, cheaper Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. Pop's always got something up his sleeve. Eh? Yeah, no, no one saw that one coming. I think everybody figured he'd be going to, to uh, one of the contenders at the top of the league there, something like a Clippers or something like that. But no, the Spurs pop does sneak one by us. Nice. That'll be good for them. Yeah, you know, it's always good to see somebody who isn't one of the, you know, Miami, the New York, or Lakers get a, uh, to, you know, an acquisition. So. Mm hmm. There yeah, and the Spurs always think they have a shot, right? Like they're uh, they believe they're in it every year. So 
Well, they, you know, they were for a very long time. Though. Yeah, they got a track record to back up that mentality, but it might be a little delusional these days, but, you know. That's right. You know, and, you know I imagine, um, you know, they offered uh, Mr. Gorgie Dang there probably a bit of a bigger role as he's uh, showcasing himself for new contracts than some of the other teams could have, right? Like backing up Bam out of bio, how much time are you really going to get out there, you know? Yeah, you know, that's fair enough. Uh, there's always, you know, a couple of different reasons as to why people do what they do, especially in a league like this. Uh, let's uh, look forward to the week coming up here, which is a bit of a weird one as far as the scheduling goes. Uh, tomorrow, they uh, it's back-to-back. They're in Detroit. And then they play Wednesday and Friday and have the weekend off, which is kind of unexpected. But uh, this Detroit game coming up, uh, do you think, you know, they go full bore here? Or uh, is this kind of the beginning of the uh, slide into, uh, you know, tank season? Uh, Kieran? Uh, I think we win this game. We're going to win this. We're going to try to win this. I don't think think we're going to – I don't think that we're going to fully just try to tank this season. Um, I think it's more or less going to go down that path. But I think – yeah, I don't think there's a need to, to throw games or not even to try to win them. I think we'll lose enough while we try. Uh, if it becomes a danger, you know, that we're going to do too well, then we, you know, maybe rediscuss it then. But no, I don't think we're in a position to do that just yet. Um, plus, it's just not, that's not going to help your team sort of, you know, gel and get better, I guess. But um, yeah, no, I, I like our chances here. Um, it's Detroit. Who do, sorry, who is it after Detroit? Uh, oh, yeah, OKC and then the Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we could pull out two wins this week. Yeah, I don't Another know what's going on here, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting all positive on us. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, it's, yeah, it's yeah. peaks and valleys, you know. We're not going to stay rock bottom. I think we're going to do like get a bit of positive news. People are going to warm up to the new guys, and then we'll then we'll tank. Then we'll start okay. playing poorly just for no reason. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, I think there he is. things are going to gel a bit and then we're going to plateau. And then that's when, yeah, we'll see a bit of rain. Ben, you see anything well, I hope up they come up. Yeah, well, I hope they come out fired against Detroit. I would expect it, right? They, uh, they beat us down pretty good twice this year already. <laughs> pretty recently, too. Yeah. So. I think they might have yeah. started that run of that losing streak. Yeah. Uh, so we should have some vengeance. They've got a, uh, they just got rid of some players in Detroit. So now they've got that rookie, um, Killian Hayes, starting at the point guard. So anytime you have a rookie uh, running the show, you know, you should be able to uh, take advantage of them a little bit, I would think. Back to yeah. back, though. So we got that working against us. But, you know, uh, you know Lowry team. should be energized. Um, Is he, can, a lot like, of guys do we know if Lowry's going to be back or not? It was an ankle thing or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a maintenance day. It didn't, yeah, okay. uh, like, there was no real injury report that came out with it of, like, any yeah. kind of concern. I just uh, said his ankle sore, he's not going to play, trust me. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah so that's, Lowry that's being back, like. yeah, yeah, okay, I like it, I like it. I'm back on board. It's kind of like back in the day when um, Popovich would rest Tim Duncan, and instead of putting coach's decision on the uh, the roster sheet, he would just put old. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, that is. Yeah, so, he got his uh, his senior day off here, you yeah. know, Sunday. Yeah, he That's deserves it. it. He deserves it. It was his birthday last week. Come on. True. True. Yeah. Fair. Happy birthday, Kyle. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the old man uh, got to get a day off, you know, a little bit of ice cream sit on the sidelines. <laughs> and for his birthday, we didn't trade him. And for his birthday, we didn't trade him. Well, you know, that's good to see that Larry is still part of the team. And uh, is, yeah. that was our, our big birthday present to him was that he is still part of the team. And it's a present to us, I guess. Like I was I was mentally prepared and, you know, ready for it. I was already like. Yeah emotionally separated i'm like all right take care it's been nice maybe we'll see you next year and now he's here so i got to come back to grips with the fact that yeah the team's not going to look that much different it seems like a half move i feel like a half move occurred yeah. especially with getting rid of um davis and thomas i thought okay we're going to trade lowry get a couple people and they'll you know, make some big changes so i feel like it just wasn't able to make it work with any other team and uh but i think that was the sort of goal and it just sort of have happened. So, but I'm still, I mean, yeah, always happy to have Lowry. So, we'll make the best of it and beat Detroit tomorrow. There we go. Uh, one yeah, thing and uh, one thing I saw pointed out was um, we can still, um, that I forgot to mention the other day, we can still get a sign and trade going in the offseason, right? Like if one yeah, of these contenders yeah, wants yeah, them yeah. to yeah, fit them like under the idea. cap, they're going to have to do a sign and trade. So, you know, we still got some value here, even if we move on in the offseason. Mm hmm. Exactly, and that's the thing that people always have to remember, that it's never as simple as just, oh, he's going to walk if he walks. There's always something that can be made uh, made to work for everybody involved. Uh, one thing we kind of, you know, buried a little bit here, it was the return of Norm. And yeah. uh, for his return, we got him a poster. So uh, sorry mm -hmm. about that, Norm. <laughs> I held him with 13 uh, points, so, you know. Enjoy your 13 points. Yeah. We do miss you, but uh, that's that. Well, guys. Well, did you see... Um, so at the start of the game, he accidentally lined up on the other side. It just yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm gonna mention that too. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that was one of those things. You you even called that sort of when he said, "Yeah, maybe he'll go and sit on the wrong bench." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I guess uh, brings us to the end of the show here, guys. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, again, you know, B, we love you, and uh, this is Brendan with Kieran Spife. We'll see you soon. Ben Harrison. Talk soon. And uh, this is us uh, saying goodnight for Hoopball Toronto Raptors. Have a good one, everybody. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Mm -hmm.